Around the NFL Podcast. Would rather take less than play on the Giants. <laughs> From the Chris Whoa. Wessling Podcast Studio, it's Around the NFL. Take less than play for the Giants. All right. Shots fired. That's true for me. It's like, ooh, hey, we're the classy organization in New York. Hey, how about you uh, win more than six games in a season? Eli beat you twice. Sorry. Dan Hans is here. Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal. Oh, and we have somebody in the fourth chair, an old friend. Right before the show started, I said, if he has another son, name him Shaq. It's Patrick Claibon. That's yeah, breaking news. Uh, out no, of context. I, I, I will not. Uh, we we were discussing the nature of our existence earlier, mm-hmm. and um, I, I currently right now we're, we're sticking it too. We're sticking it too. No, well, yeah, your theory, and it's a sound one, was you need to be rich for three. That's why the three the three kid households have been diminishing. Or enjoy children. That would help. I mean, I, I can confirm that I, I do enjoy my children uh, mostly, but like I can confirm the Sesslers will not be having a third child either if we're breaking those, uh, that we, type we of We believe news. you on that one, Mark. It, it just it takes a lot of help. Like it takes a lot of help. It takes a village. It takes right? a village. Right. And, and they've made villages increasingly expensive. But over the Shaquille years. Claibon, you got to say. It's got a ring to it. Shaquille Hanses. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be interesting. I'll bring him in. Shaq Hands. Yeah, I'll sit him down. Shaq Hands. Jack Harrison and Shaquille. <laughs> um, let's talk day two of the legal tampering period. We're now inside 24 hours before the league has its happy new year and all these contracts become official. And what are you doing? Why are you throwing your arms up? And you just were reminded. I forgot that. And I was like, this, the whole thing is stupid. The, the, the league year starts on Wednesday. Well, by the way, it's, I honestly forgot about that. That's it, even it, a it, thing. It's a common complaint. We've been complaining about that for a long time. But, it is an incredibly dumb right, way to, to roll it out. We're just because we'd like to get the details right. Right. For all intents and purposes, the league year began yesterday. Yeah, so, it, you know, it's not like people are reneging on deals from Monday on Wednesday, although we kind of had one happen today and we're going to get to that around the Cowboys. I'm just saying lift the procession. But okay. that's fine. That's that's we've got a whole nother calendar year to go on the war path for that scenario. But it's all about it's all about things. Right. You needed a new thing. And Wednesday is our thing. Right, it's like Monday was the opening of the window, right. and then the thing becomes another thing. We love things here. You need a thing. You have to have a thing. The thing that I, the thing that I took away from the heart of the COVID nineteen lockdown, that I'll will always stick with me, and and God forbid we end up back in that place ever again, is when you took away the things, the things to look forward to, uh, this this meet up with friends, this vacation, my family coming to visit. Uh, the start of this opening day for baseball. When you took away the things and you were just in a world without anything to look forward to, that was to me as dark as it got mentally. You need structure. I mean, you, I think you do especially need structure. And I appreciate you need that. that Wednesday. I, I don't take, know because I, I, I take it back. You I don't think it. everyone feels the same way as you do, but I, I just respect felt like I was saying. floating, right? You know, and weeks and then months passed, and I was like, where I'm just. Untethered. Part of me enjoyed the like mapless chaos of it all for a bit of time, <laughs> right? And then it became just. We all did tedious. when we were drinking, and you know, it's like, oh, isn't this cool? We're in our little bunkers. Well, we, we don't need to go back. Nice, I mean, you, you famously, know. Mark, have been looking for a world 
jolting event to happen since the start of this Fingers podcast. Crossed. I think you've probably even mentioned pandemic in that mix at some point, and it happened eventually. I know, but don't peg me. Don't yeah, peg the Omicron it, it like and everything settling. else. Yeah, it's like it's not my mark do not the peg mark. Mark. You were just saying you, we need mark. something to jolt us out of our complacency, uh, and it's happened. And and 38 players, by the way, I just counted off my top 101 list, have agreed to contracts. In these first uh, 24 hours. That's the societal that jolt that we're looking for. Yeah, I like gotta, that structure. We, we, we I to like go. the list. I like that there are meetings happening. I like that there are things in the world that are happening, and I hope they continue. I like being part of the world, okay? Sue me, Sessler. Hey, Claybon, I think it's fantastic. How does it feel, Patrick, to be here for Rosenthal season? The time of year where Greg is the man, where this is his world, and he's focused. Well, first of all, it's always the time of year where Greg hey, is. Hey, Graver! <laughs> That's true. Right here, buddy. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Greg, but it, it's always it's always Greg time. But as you said, Dan, specifically, right? Free agency is it's when a, there's a party behind the glass. We talk, it, Graver. Get on the mic, Graver. I know we're working through this. Producer Graver is learning quickly that this is not the uh, shiny, you know, don't blame, up on a throne don't job. Blame, you, you know, your coworkers. That's not a good look. Let's we hear talk? it again. I wanted to yeah, hear that. Can again. we hear it? What time is it, Greg? Dan, that was all teed up nicely. And then I look at my producer, full-on conversation with Christy Stapleton behind the glass. We can, we don't have to, no one has to know that that happened. <laughs> I do. mean, you tell you us all sorts of things here. that people don't need to know, so. All right, Clavon, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> well, as, as previously stated, all time is Greg time. But Greg puts so much energy and attention into the game of free agency and to having people know the things that you're hearing aren't necessarily the real circumstance. Uh-huh. There's fake years tacked onto deals. There's cap numbers that aren't the real cap numbers. And that's where Greg excels. That's what I'm saying. And to be in the proximity of one Mr. Rosenthal during this time the glow. is special. To be in the glow. The aura. It, this is highly the smell. Uh, this is highly uncomfortable, but I have to admit. <laughs> What time is it, Greg? It's so loud. Uh, it's. I mean, that's that would get you fired up right before you're gonna leave uh, the locker room uh, for free agency. I had that feeling a little bit. I'm not, I'm being real. On Monday morning at my house, I'm kind of jump going around. I'm you know writing things down, preparing, <laughs> and I and I said to Emika, I was like, ah, this stuff I'm still stupid. really gets me going. No, I didn't say that. I was like, this stuff really gets me going. I still Graver's feel the, the juice on free agency morning when that when that juice leaves like, you. Oh, that's great, honey. She's yeah. like, no, she said you say that every year. You say you say that exact same thing. How there many you go. podcasts has she listened to? Zero. Never listen to her. She does listen to Emily. the Jesselnick and Rosenthal Vanity Project. Well, that tells me a lot. Uh, or at least she really? used to. Yeah. Because cool, that's more like personal and and not about football. I don't think the football aspect really okay, is. I don't, take that. I don't take that personally. It makes sense. I don't love it. I don't love it. Um, Now, let's get into Literally it. Literally zero. Standing on the shoulder of giants with uh, Greg Rosenthal. Here we go. We're going to dig into the news. Let's hit it, Graver. Team that wasn't as aggressive, but I think was a little prudent and doing things very deliberately were the New York Jets. 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 I'm in, baby. I'm in. I'm back in. Year. I'm in. This is their time of year. There has not been one free agent period that you have not enjoyed as since we started this podcast. This year is different, though. There seems to be. 
a, a, there's a wisdom to the moves they're making. Mm. It's not just drunken sailor spending. They're not doing the Jaguars move. It seems like Big Joe knows what he's doing. Yes. It only took him half a decade to get here, but he's he's achieved that now. I've been I've been hurt before, but maybe this is different. Get to the Jets in a little bit. But, uh, well, let's focus on your team, Sessler, because you're hoping Deshaun oh, Watson God. picks you. <laughs> no, I'm not. Good sitch over there. Yeah, great sitch. <laughs> Deshaun Watson uh, has a market here. And uh, let's go through the teams. Saints. Met with him. Met with him. Panthers. Met with him. Met with him. Emerging as a sleeper team. The Falcons. Meeting coming. The Browns, a finalist to land Watson, according to reports. So the man facing 22 allegations of sexual assault has a very active trade market and seems to be in a situation where he's going to get to pick where he goes. Uh, We'll see if there's another team that emerges. Uh, But right now, Patrick, we have a group, a bushel of teams that seem very eager to get into business with Watson. Yeah, it seems like the concerns that a lot of people share don't uh, apply to a certain a certain subset of teams who are willing to meet and discuss. And I understand because I've heard uh, people like um, Steve Smith said on our air earlier this week that teams want to go in there and look him in the eye and have a discussion. Like, I, I'm not really sure what value that really has. Um, I'm not sure how much investigation you're really doing, uh, bringing somebody in and asking them questions. Um, but it, that's that's the direction they're going. And, and when you discuss the football player, uh, He's, he's going to improve all of those teams. Uh, the, the scenario is going to be better. But how is this received in a fan base? Uh, how do people a- appreciate that? We saw Mark's reaction. Um, I, I, you know, Greg talked about it earlier this week, the reaction from, from Adam and company down there in New Orleans. Not very good. <laughs> just, to, just to the idea of the team pursuing Women the quarterback. Women that work for the team. Yeah. In, in terms of it's, – it's tough. It's tough to even – reconcile that a team is going to do this at this time uh, considering the circumstances that, that are out there. So I, I don't even, it, it's an obvious upgrade, but what, what are we doing? Like collectively, what, what, just what are we doing here? I, I wonder sometimes. The Colts wanted to talk to him as well. That was shot down by the Texans because it's inside obviously the same division. I think it's notable that a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers did not. There are teams out there that have taken a different stance and, I would just say personally as a Browns fan, um, I mean, that team has put that fan base through so much for so long that if this is what you see as your avenue to becoming a Super Bowl contender, uh, no thank you. I just I just kind of feel it's just the energy around it, everything that has to do with it. Uh, there's so much actually in Cleveland under Stefanski and others with their current coaching staff where they've actually put such an emphasis on hiring female coaches, hiring female staff, it changing the way that, you know, your organization looks, that this is a hard right turn in the other direction. And it, like, from a football angle, it's a cl- it's super clear to me that we are getting closer and closer by the day to Baker Mayfield never playing another snap for the Browns. Because if this thing falls apart, and I don't think the Browns are the first in this race, um, I think he is the next piece to fall out of that out of that roster. But in general, as a Browns fan... No interest in this. It, hmm. it is. It's a weight. It's it's annoying, and it's not worth 
the idea of winning, not with them. I, I am curious what these meetings are about because you want to you want to talk to him. He's going to be such an important figure in your organization. You want to see how this is moving forward. I guess one thing I would be looking for if, if you were a team was, are you going to be as vocally pushing back and unapologetic about what's happened as you were in the tweet? Because I, I think that even for the most cynical team that doesn't care uh, about what he is alleged to have done, you would think that that would make a difference. His agent's first tweet, tweet when when he um, was not charged last week was keep that same energy. Basically, like if you came at us before, like like you know, you better be giving us credit now, or or you're not part of our team. And, and Watson certainly had a very um, confrontational attitude, unapologetic when when he was found. So if that's how he's going to be answering questions, he's going to have to answer questions eventually publicly and still make it um, as unapologetic as possible while he's battling these civil cases. I would think even the most cynical team would have some concerns with that because they, they have women that work for their organization that they presumably care about. They certainly care about, you would think, their, their fan base. And then that would be part of the equation and that it does make me wonder is like is that why other teams are being floated to get into the mix because the part where he was comfortable enough to meet with the Saints and Panthers and we're doing a lot of speculating but for that to happen there has been speculation in the league that maybe some loose trade terms have been kind of agreed to at that point and that that he's kind of up for those teams so why do you have to meet with more teams like why is this still happening you, I I don't it's hard to say because there's so little information that's not coming out except for from the agent in other news all right so this happens it's not unprecedented uh, but it doesn't happen a lot a player agrees to terms with a team during this legal tampering period and then whoops changes his mind goes elsewhere and in this situation it centers around Randy Gregory the uh, talented pass rusher um, who has really popped for the Cowboys in recent seasons, he uh, had agreed to a deal to stay with Dallas. It went as far as the Cowboys Twitter and social media announcing the deal. They had a whole article on the website, oh. too. Someone pre-wrote that thing. A whole pre-written article goes up. We know how that goes. And then... <laughs> he's staffing to Mark a lot. Do you remember that? <laughs> he got popped a couple he times. He was like, yeah. he got banged on the well, pre- pre-written one, ones. Like the Jimmy G tape study thing where he was going to become their starter, and then, I don't know, Brady In New England in. or yeah. something? Yeah, 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 it was just was like lost, in the, lost into the universe. So forever. the deal with Dallas falls apart, and quickly the Broncos close with Gregory on a five-year, $70 million contract. They Great addition for Denver's defense. Uh, people that watch Gregory and, and watch the game look beyond just the stats, which are somewhat mundane, and say this guy is a stud uh, who will only get better as long as he could uh, stay on the straight and narrow on the field and off the field. But Gregory now will be te- teamed up with Bradley Chubmark on that defense. So not only do you have Russell Wilson anchoring the offense, now Gregory becomes a major addition to the D. The Broncos are cooking with grease. I kind of love this for Denver 
Grease? Uh, gas. Either I think one. It's not, grease is not something you'd be cooking with as a core substance. I think it comes... Bacon uh, grease? No. I mean, if you throw some flammable. grease on that fire, though, it's blowing up, so that's right. nice. Right. I mean, that could it could amplify the scenario. You put a little, Mark, uh, bacon gre- grease in your uh, scrambled eggs? Mix <laughs> I don't. I'm not, the great, I'm not the first person on the panel you should be discussing probably backdoor cooking, outdoor cooking. Mark with, hasn't so. eaten since 2017. I never actually thought about the phrase cooking with gas. Like, you're putting the gas in the dish, or are you yeah. utilizing mm. gas? to heat. I think it's like in, in the grill and stuff or in the stove, yeah. I think Pe- I'm... People get all sensitive about like cooking with gas stoves too, but yeah. it's fine. By it's, the way, cooking with grease is a thing according to several places including Urban Dictionary. I'm taking the win. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. What? Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, I love it for Denver. In fact, um, a couple weeks ago, I, I wrote a free agent fits and this was... I thought the Broncos were the one spot that Gregory really fit beyond Dallas because mm. it, the Cowboys you like, nailed this one I believe I Look nailed it I, yeah wow. like I did and how Mark often Sessler, I don't often suggest that that occurs but that it just that's, like that's kind of out of left field I love well, that well they needed it and like they are you know it was they had the Von Miller void it's there a big Mark moment it is, it is it is a special time. But like Dallas, though. It I was know, worth writing this article. See? I guess it was. Dallas <laughs> Dallas put so much time and energy in this. And I see a lot of people getting on Gregory for this this switch here. But I don't really th- – I think I think it had to do with more contract stuff that he bumped on. I have no problem with it. Everyone that I've – like that, that is been inside the Cowboys organization that talks about Randy Gregory talks about someone who put a huge amount of effort into rehabbing – who they were and who they are, and they love him. And so, from the risk angle, I think I I don't I'm not as caught up on the risk. I love it for Denver, and they needed this. They absolutely needed it. Nice job, Mark. You know, hacker. Musk. I was thinking about the I'm like thinking about the the grease and the gas thing during all that. So <laughs> well, it's like, well, you know, it's here's what it's like. Hackett must look for pass rushing help to juice up a front still angling to fill a Von Miller sized void. Gregory's off-field issues and injury history make him boomer bust, but his potential is juicy. That was Mark Sessler a week ago. That, that was a good job. That go. was a great job. Crushing it. Now he's never played more than 525 <laughs> snaps in an NFL season. He's been eligible to play in the NFL since 2015. So that's <laughs> like that's uh, that's concerning to me. That even last season when he was a total beast, I would have had him in the mix for All Pro or in through the first seven, eight games of the season. He then got hurt, and when he came back, he wasn't the same impact guy. So he has not shown the ability to to stay healthy throughout the course of the season. I don't think he can get on him, though, for changing his mind. Apparently, he didn't like the language in the contract that allowed the Cowboys to go after some of his money uh, if he was fined or suspended by the league more. And uh, they they apparently put this in everyone's contract, but he was also taking less money to stay there. I've thought about this Gregory thing a, a bit because on one hand, it's like, well, so wouldn't it be a good place to stay, Dallas? He's comfortable there. Sure. He's had all his issues. He's stuck. And then I thought about it, it's like, is Dallas a good place to stay as a as a player? Like they've had their share of issues over the years as a culture, including this off season. Maybe it's better to start new uh, well, and move okay. on to Denver. Listen, I'm just the, saying the they've, they've been... allowed a lot in their yeah. in their in their front office and other things have happened there that are discouraging. So maybe staying in Dallas isn't like the best way to stay on the, uh, the straight and narrow is what I'm Dallas saying. Dallas is a spotlight city in this league. It is a great spot to get on prime time, to get paid. Everybody looks good in a Cowboys helmet and uniform. Uh, it's I think it still has prestige as a as a place to play. And they have 
yes, they've, there's always issues behind the scenes of that organization, it seems, but they've built a winner again now, so that, that's a, that's a good team. For one team. year, for this year, yeah. I do right. feel like the Broncos are likely to be put on television a few times this Ooh, upcoming season as well. That's a good call. Okay. And they'll they also okay. signed uh, our guy, DJ Jones, who's really Nate Tice's guy. Remember you asked him to throw one name oh, of a guy I had like too DJ low Jones. on the list, and I thought I had DJ Jones high. Adam, 35, that's pretty good for like a rotational guy, but they also signed him to a three-year, $30 million contract. So that is a nice looking front. You got Chubb, you got Malik Reed, who I think's uh, an underrated player. Draymond Jones is a pretty good, a lot of Joneses up there. DJ, like that's a nice looking group. Pretty good secondary. I, I'm a little concerned you lose Vic Fangio as a play caller, but you got a lot of great defensive players. That is a good looking roster. Uh, and don't forget about Josie Jewell. Brought him back. Two year, $11 million contract. Very good. Got 16 games starter in 2020. Him. Uh, Torres Peck blew out a season last year, but that guy could play. Shouldn't uh, not more of these teams like I know this is not a this doesn't happen in the NFL because you need this like space after you get fired as a head coach, but it's like can't like Vic Fangio just plug him in as your defensive coordinator. It's less work. He's great at it. You've got all the right players for the scheme. Is it less it, work? To be a head a defensive coordinator, I, mean, being I think coach, it's a, to stay a ton of Denver. work. You're not you're, taking all the blame. Well, I'm saying just leave. You think he would you, want you gotta to? You got to go move off into the new wilderness. But he's he's literally in a wilderness. One he's not I working do, right now. One thing so. I do like, it, right? But he might be turning down jobs. I, have I mean, a he's feeling also people, making money to do nothing, which sounds would, would want him. You know. They did hire a guy who I don't know a lot about, Ajiro uh, Evero, who is also with the Rams, who comes from the Fangio tree. So it's like they're not changing. Oh, he's got a tree now. He does. He kind of does. Brandon Staley's the number one member of his tree. So we count Staley as, as the Fangio tree and not the McVeigh tree? I think well, he's he a went def- to McVeigh after. A, yes, because I think, well, first of all, he came to John Carroll and like had some great ideas there. But uh, yeah, because he kind of runs Fangio's principles on defense. Just giving out he's, trees to anybody now. But it makes more sense. He's a defensive coach. His scheme is the one kind of blowing up around the uh, around the league. It's kind of he's had some influence. It does, the, it does Rams make more year, sense. the Rams year got him more attention, and then he got the job. But he's <laughs> yeah. a Fangio. He comes from the fruit of the Fangio tree. You know how like yeah. you sometimes try to guess what I'm thinking, yeah. Dan. Yeah. I'm guessing what you're thinking, and it's like, can we move on from this Fangio <laughs> tree talk? I'm done with it. No, you got that right. Marcus Williams, he gets paid. We knew it was happening. It's the Rams. Ravens that hand out the check. Uh, the former Saint signs a five-year, $70 million contract. Tom Pelissero reported that the deal includes $37 million guaranteed. Former second-round pick. Everybody seemed to want Marcus Williams, and it's the Ravens who get him, Claybon. And they, they get him at, I, I think, because Greg and I were talking about this, the price for Marcus Williams. It seems like I, I'm not sure what the circumstance is in New Orleans where you you have a pretty good player that you drafted that you could have kept, but he's 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 out now and he's in Baltimore. And you offered him a lot. Like we yeah. were hearing extension offers that they were giving him, and it wasn't too different from the one he ended up taking. You do wonder if they're a little distracted by the Watson thing right now and can't handle that business. And, and there are reports that Teron Armstead is is kind of waiting to see how that circumstance shakes out before he makes his decision. And so there, there's a lot of moving parts there, but I, I think 
you can keep Marcus Williams. It, I think it's a huge win for Baltimore that they're able to get a, a guy who's got some experience. Of course, there was the one glaring play that people probably point out to when they say, oh, Marcus Williams, but he's been fantastic uh, ever since his rookie season in New Orleans, and, and it helps. And, you know, I, I'd like to see Baltimore continue. Maybe they could make an offer to their top 10 quarterback. That sounds like a The Minneapolis miracle nice that Patrick answer. refers to. Uh, he was yeah, a for rookie. Those, for those of you just joining us. He yes. had a great rookie yes. season, too. And and he was a bad position, play. but ever since that, he's continued to build his brand by playing great, staying healthy, and now he has a life-changing Jets contract. Him. People were in on him. Uh, Honey Badger was reportedly in the mix for the Ravens, so now he won't go there. That's a good-looking secondary. Baltimore very much believes in building back to front, and they got hurt last year, and it didn't work out, but they still have Marcus Peters. They paid Chuck Clark a lot of money. Now they paid Marcus Williams top-tier money. You have Marlon Humphrey. Uh, who's going to get the Around the NFL podcast guest bump uh, and have a big-time season. Huge. Yep. What, wasn't he going to look into the camera for you, Mark, when he does something good against the Browns? And, I think it's when he, when he you. Uh, you know, destroyed Cleveland with like a pick six. He was going to strangely, apologize. according to what we told him, yeah. I, was it apologize yeah. to me? I yeah. mean, at that Sorry, point, Mark. it's like, you're just doing your job. <laughs> like with a note? No, <laughs> like into the camera. Next time you and, break the Browns' heart, look yeah. into the camera and apologize and, to Mark. It would be a big social right. media moment. And, and Patrick, you, the minute he left set, he forgot about that promise. He's going to do it. going to come through. So. I, this I, I will be it. the number one free agent signing of anything we talk about. Let's uh, wait. What? That's a bold statement. Absolutely, it will be. This is the the Ravens don't get these things wrong. Mm. It, 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 this will go down as the best signing. You by sound any... like a man who's been hurt by this organization. I, I, and oh, I to also be hurt again. like I totally respect the way that they operate in free agency and their secondary you listed the names is insane right now. Right, and Williams is one of those guys. The more you watch, the more tape, the bigger a Saints fan or coach you are, the more great things you you hear about him as kind of the quarterback of the defense. Safeties have not gotten paid much in the last few years in free agency. It was nice to see one finally actually get it. Quandre Diggs made a decent amount of money too from Seattle, but he got top-tier money, Marcus Williams. Hopefully they, they allow the guys to cover, and they're, they're not constantly blitzing, and they can get somebody to get pressure up front. You got this great secondary. Allow them to do their job. They don't really have a lot of guys up front now. Brandon Williams, Calais Campbell, Justin Ellis, <laughs> Justin Houston, all Poor free Dan. agents. Even by the standards of this show, this one feels like it's going to be a long one. Hey, <laughs> Graver, we got to go big early. There's not a lot of juice. Graver, again, just like yesterday, we're not telling you how to do your job. But when Mark comes in and says the safety signing is the greatest what move of all time, what was it? It'll be, it will be the greatest free agent signing of all this offseason. I mean, mm-hmm. he's doing that. He's box office right now. Right. With lines like that, we want to play that right. up on social. That's social oh, yeah. media. I, I saw right. what you did yesterday with the social. You did a nice job Very with that. Creative. Credit to Randy. Made the little edit. Great job Don't give by anybody Randy. else credit, Justin. You're right. That was all me. <laughs> they, they, made, they made him look funny. It, it was a whole thing. It, it, they, I thought they you did an excellent job. And they built on it. I also liked the title you gave episode day one. <laughs> Free agent frenzy day one, Colin, this guy gets it. Well, he does. I'm just saying when you're relaxing on the beach, maybe you come back with a clear mind to be titling episodes at that level, or maybe you keep falling behind. But don't get on Dan's bad side. Let's take a break. All right, we're back. We're back. And we keep moving on. Also in the news. Ooh, trade the Bucks. They have a hold at guard. They had a hold at guard because Ali Marpet retired. 
And then who did they lose yesterday? Greg? Alex Kappa Alex went to Kappa the Bengals. Went to Cincinnati. So what do they do? They pull the trigger on a trade with the Patriots. And Tommy is united with an old friend. So Shaq Mason goes from New England to Tampa Bay in a trade. Uh, the details of the trade are as follows. A fifth-round pick uh, goes back to New England. So the final two years of Mason's contract head to Tampa. So that fills a major need. That, I would imagine, Greg sets Tom Brady at a little bit of ease because he doesn't like pressure right up the middle. And uh, I guess makes the Patriots a little bit weaker. You were shaking your head. Do you understand well, this move from New no, England's no. standpoint? I, I think they're going to spend some money in free agency or else it really doesn't make sense because he's coming off a good year. He's more of a run blocker maybe than a pass. He's, he's made it all pro team. He was a PFF top five guard. Brandon Thorne, who I love, who really just watches the tape. He's not worried about any PFF grade. He said he's a top five right guard in the league. And I and I, I buy it. Like, So why, why are you trading him for a fifth-round pick with two years left on what seems like a reasonable deal? The only explanation is that uh, Bill Belichick likes to get crazy. He likes to feel alive every now and then, and he just likes to shake things up. And I think they'll be spent. They don't have a lot of cap space. I'm going to trade my starting guard for a fifth-round pick. I'm alive. I mean, yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike Burke, our, our friend Burke, you know, sent the – uh, a tweet which sums up my feelings. In Bill We Trust, LOL, this guy is a maniac. I mean, sometimes you can't really understand well, what's Burke going on. Burke also quit the Patriots to follow but Tom Brady to Tampa. Please, I've never, I've never heard of a, a non-Patriots fan that's more obsessed than going up and down emotionally <laughs> with every Patriots move. Give me it a was break. just a couple years ago that wasn't right at the launch of free agency. Bill was photographed like jumping off a the side of a, sh- a small ship or a yacht into the sea on his vacation. So I mean, it's Jason like, you know, Light, the, uh, the GM, I know he's a, he's a former Patriots staffer. So like he, the connection makes sense. Hey, I'll go what, help out Tom and Jason. Is, perhaps there's some sort of system where if a player meets a certain, it, there's an age, right? There's a salary, there's a percentage mm-hmm. of the cap. And Bill says, this is it. No matter how good or how, how much sense this makes for the other trade it's partner. It's sort of like we Menudo, have to do this. that band where we, you, yep. no matter you how talented out. you were, if you hit the certain age, you're out of the band. What if the Bill, like Leo DiCaprio's dating life? <laughs> that's a great example. What if Belichick, the Bill, I don't recall this, but I take your word for it. The guy who jumped off the side of the ship and into the sea, um, you know, probably lost at sea. New England wanted to keep everything in order, so they just got a Belichick doppelganger, plugged him in, and nobody knows this is just like a fake well, Belichick. Well, it makes too much sense because within months, uh, his quarterback probably discovered it wasn't. The, right, he's like, we're not even second. sure that quarterback is the actual Tom Brady that you know was doing the Disneyland <laughs> like it's Mike Lombardi ride. dressed up as Bill oh. Belichick, well, right? <laughs> like they don't have like the, the whole story in New England right now. Is we like, don't draft Mac Jones. There's, there's no one on their coaching staff. They've got like seven coaches total and about four people in their front office. It's just Bill like texting people. Who knows? But what if it's like they're, <laughs> that's they're, how you accidentally what if, that was the well. body switch. What if their whole ethos is what would Bill do? Because Bill lost at sea, right. and then they they just have to kind of guess what Belichick would do at this point. Why, that, are we, that would why, why would we be so intent on hiding that Bill Belichick, you know, passed away in this scenario <laughs> through drowning? What, why hide Kind that? of an embarrassing way to go. So oh, from maybe that they, angle, they're you're protecting going his integrity. Okay. Yeah. I don't, now, I don't, he, he is. He has been very up and down like in Dave. his career, by the way, Shaq Mason. Very inj- he's been injury prone up and down. One year he's an all pro, another year he struggles. They saved seven million dollars, uh, but it's not like they were they sold high on him. They got a fifth round pick, so I want to see what's behind Mark, door number you, two. Dave was the president, though. I can right. understand there was well, a little more, you know. Well, he's the president of the injury. Patriots, and and now Dave is a twenty nine year old no movie starring Dave. Kevin Klein. But people that have seen Dave, which was a box office hit, right? Was it? Oh. 
Big, did it big did very, business. did very well. Big okay. numbers. It did around the NFL broadcast Fridays on NFL Network numbers. Close to that. 92 million U.S. Oh, that's for Adjust that for inflation. Adjust that for inflation. That's in 1993. Well, it, was like, it was a runaway no, 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 rom-com no, no, no. hit. Hey, um, it's like they, they don't make movies like that anymore. You know, it's like a, a movie for adults without, the, without the costumes. Wait, the guy from the Bronx is like way into Dave, the rom-com? I don't know about that. doesn't totally. All right. In other news with the Buccaneers, they have signed Russell Gage, formerly of the Falcons, three years, $30 million. Uh, is there just, I guess is how it always is, but it seems, especially this year, all the guys that are wide receivers, everybody's signing for the same contracts, more or less, give or take a couple million, but I guess that's how it works. No, you're right. Uh, there were a lot of defensive linemen who signed that exact same contract. DJ Jones, Foley, Fatukasi, and BJ Hill, all the exact three for 30. All and the tight ends are signing for eight or nine right, million. This is, and this is what yeah. Gage got, yeah. And, Gay, and, you know, Zay Jones is like, hey, uh, agent, just tell them to give me 27 million. They're like, that won't work. And then the Jaguars are like, we'll do it. <laughs> That's what everyone else is doing. Russell Gage. Anyway, so the Bucks add more wide receiver talent. He's a pretty good player, I think, uh, Patrick Claybon, and now he's got Tom Brady throwing to him. So that's cool. I, I'd take him way before Zay Jones. Um, Russell Gage on a offense that really had – like past Cordero, it was Russell Gage. That that was the only thing that that was working for this this Falcons offense, and he had well Pitts as well. But I know what you're saying. Well, Sometimes Pitts would disappear, and they and Gage was the guy that was stepping up. In terms of like the the time that Matt Ryan had, right. there was there was very little to go around success wise in Atlanta. But Russell Gage still put up 66 catches on 94 targets, and True. now um, he's going across the division. It's so, like you, you subtract from the Falcons. Wait, yeah, you stole it from an Atlanta team that <laughs> yeah. like had like two weapons to. Be- begin with it feels a little unfair Robin Hoodish in reverse but uh I think Tom Brady is his voice <laughs> a reverse being, Robin Hood right, well, like kind it. of like he's, he's signing players right. he's Tom Brady's getting everything Robin he wants <laughs> capitalism uh, <he's, laughs> that's I, fair he had uh, 600 plus yards 50 catches and three touchdowns just in the second half of the year I I can't remember a player that you didn't really have any thoughts about for most of their rookie contract that looked better than Justin Gage. I couldn't believe how good Russell Gage is. I kept confused. I used to confuse him with Justin Gage, the other Titans guy. That's how much he sort of blended in. And he was incredible. He reminds me a lot of Chris Godwin. The, the, he can play inside. He can play out. He can get open. Uh, the quality of the catches he made, when he looked amazing. So it's kind of nice Chris Godwin insurance because I think they're very similar. And then when Godwin is healthy enough to play, Oh, great. You got Chris Godwin and Chris Godwin light. We can use them both. This will be fun. Right. When Antonio Brown went and kicked himself off the team. Similar style, too. That yep. left a void, and this makes a lot of sense. Uh, the bu- I love Man, that the Bucks. How much things can change in you know 72 hours? They went from a team that was seemed to be completely rudderless <laughs> right. to like, all right, this might be another NFC uh, Super Bowl-level team. On Fridays now, we literally mentioned Mike Glennon five times. <laughs> oh, and it's no. like, like, Wait, why? Exactly. That was my question, but About apparently in what context? Uh, apparently, he would pl- hypothetically play football for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers what? in 2022. If it wasn't Blaine Gabbert. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, yeah. Yes. Signing, you know, the, talk about whiplash. Signing the greatest quarterback of all time in my mind. Uh, still, you know, playing that well. We'll do that. That's how important it, it is. But it is crazy. Well, the we, players they've also gotten back. We also talked too. about it when Brady did his Fugazi retirement, and we were like, <laughs> man, even though <laughs> they. You know, they got two years out of it. That was a huge win for the Bucks. Like, everything you could have wanted. Colleen is staring at us through the glass. Uh, Co- <laughs> uh, 
lost my train of thought. Well, Everything you could have ever now wanted. Now the larger man that just passed by thought I was giving him a thumbs up. So we've got, we've got that going on. Made his day. He's yeah. a big fan of the pod. Uh, maybe. It's good um, to tell people about that. But anyway, two years would you would have signed up for the Bucks. You got a title out of it. You were relevant. You won the NFC South. Now they're getting another year. This all feels like bonus time now. I mean, they could the be Bucks. getting three more years. For maybe. All we know at they this get point. ten more years. All right. Now the Chiefs. The team defeated by the Bucks in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Let's talk about what they're up to. They signed Justin Reed, the safety formerly of the Texans, three years, thirty-one and a half million dollars. So that ends the Honey Badger era. I wish, I, man, I'd like to know a little more about the Honey Badger situation. Um, I know he was, he's known to freelance and could be a challenge to defensive coordinators, but a guy who's known as like a champion, a great locker room guy. They let him walk. He's still, I know we're still early in the process, but he doesn't have a new team yet. Baltimore went in a different direction. Uh, anyway, Justin Reed arrives as the replacement, uh, the number 68 overall pick in 2018. Uh, he's been a starter his whole time in Houston. And now, Greg, he joins uh, the Chiefs. Uh, upgrade, downgrade, what do you think? I, I love Justin Reed in his first two seasons of his career. He looked like a future All-Pro, one of the best young safeties in the league. This deal just makes me think that the rest of the NFL views whatever is happening in Houston as inconsequential because Justin Reed really struggled last year. At one point, he also got suspended for breaking team rules by David Culley. And it was like, no, we don't mind. Whatever happened in Houston the last two years, Reed's kind of known as a very competitive uh, leader type type of guy who wants to win and he was frustrated. That was with, seen as dumb in real with, time. Right. Everybody was like, yeah, what? That suspension right. like, yeah. did not check out. He, it was. And I think <laughs> the this best is player on the team. Right. This is the, <laughs> the chief saying like, we watched you. We know you're good. The team you were on in this, you know, is not good and we're going to not worry about it and give you top tier money. So that made sense to me. Chiefs defensive end Frank Clark has agreed to a restructured contact uh, contract to remain with Kansas City. Uh, this is a bit of a surprise, Mark. A lot of people thought Clark would be a casualty. Instead, he is still with the team, and uh, they hope that he kind of turns it around because he's never quite lived up to the billing when he joined the team as a QB terrorizer. Right, he hasn't. He's also had injuries. He had a like a felony gun charge that you know caused some Not fair great. disruption at one point. Right. I mean, uh, he had a twenty-six million dollar cap hit, so. It's I in theory, I, th- I think it's a win for the Chiefs to get him back, but you can't get the same version of him. You want I, I do we trust that he's going to suddenly become no three this, times better? I don't. This one mystified me until you know a capologist explained it. Basically, they were going to eat. Who was the capologist? It was Eric Eager on PFF. Uh, it was like a multi. He deserves the pop. I know. I well, it was like a couple different people, so it was tough. But uh, well, that's that essentially was... they were only paying one more million dollars, one million dollars more to keep him than it would have been to cut him anyways. So you consulted multiple capologists on Frank Clark's contract. I just had yeah. to. It's it's Rosenthal season, baby. That's well, if it was my season, I wouldn't need a capologist. I just saw a Twitter thread about it that made me think, because I, I, Frank Clark stunk last year, uh, and he was one of the richest uh, defensive ends in the league. I, I think he's only on this team because he had Rich two. Rich and stinky. He had two sacks in the Super Bowl, Jimmy G. So I think that's like the, he's, he's had some goodwill from that, uh, but he hasn't played well. But it would have been almost equally expensive to cut him because that contract was so onerous that they gave him essentially a – the best contract almost any defensive end in the league got. And so it's hard to cut guys off of that. And so if it's it's just as cheap to keep them, then you might as well keep them. I like it, Greg. 
<laughs> In other news, Rams left tackle Andrew Whitworth. He gone. Retires after 16 seasons <laughs> in the NFL. That's how you want to go out. You want to go out as a champ. You want to go out as a left tackle who protected the quarterback, who made the big drive at the end of the game, and you get the trophy. You have the cool trophy, Claybon, the uh, man of the year, Walter Payton, man of the So you get that. You get a ring. You get, like, what, $180 million, however much he made, probably a ton because he was a left tackle of high esteem for many years, even if he was stuck on Cincinnati for a while. And now he walks. Hopefully he can walk and he'll do the thing. I'm sure Mark, where he loses a hundred pounds in six weeks and becomes a normal looking human again and goes on with the next phase of his life. Well, there's whispers that he is interested in broadcasting. And so he could do the Joe Thomas thing where he suddenly becomes like one of the hottest five people in mean? America. Whispers. I mean, he's, yeah, I think he's going to be in the NFL. Wait, you think Joe Thomas is one of the camp. five hottest guys in I, America? I think Joe, Tom- Joe, Tom- <laughs> well, I would, we can't let that go. No, I would say this, like from where Joe Thomas, when he was like at his beefiest as a left tackle right. to what he turned into, like even in current, current, current hour, like is a shocking. But I have to say this. Upgrade. I'm going to say I'm going to say this for all the beefy guys out there. You just assume because he drops the weight, now he's more attractive. What about the whole community that liked him as a big and beefy? That version? that's why it's it's total eye of the beholder, you know, subjective scenario. But I do think that most would say that Joe Thomas, post playing career, like upped his game a little bit. I mean, he just looks like. A warrior. So why don't why, why, why am I still? We don't need to keep. Why am I still discussing this? It's not good for his heart. A yeah, warrior. all that extra weight. He, he had a job and he catered his his body to his job. Yeah. And now he's got a different job. Whatever body type Joe Thomas or anybody Andrew Whitworth any, wants any to have. Any body type is fine. Go for it. Right. Live live your dream. Hey, hey, I, and here. I was not saying that that that, no, that I was, am anti I felt, other body I thought types. You were you were doing a little shaming there. And I personally Look at my took body type. To I mean, it's like, who's going for that? Nobody. So it's like, I am able just to see what I think mm. generally would be attractive in someone Andrew else. Andrew Whitworth Maybe. made $107 million, according to SpotRack. That's also attractive. Feels like it should have been more. Maybe. Feels right. like it should have been more. I, I, I always thought a good football player for he, a long time. I think PFF, yeah. I don't want to give him too much credit, but I think they helped him get paid. I, I really do. He's He was like one of those guys that was number one in the PFF rankings year after year. And people were like, huh, Andrew Whitworth, this guy from Cincinnati. And eventually he ended up getting that top tier money. Whose career finished any better than Andrew Whitworth? Getting Walter Payton Man of the Year Award with a rousing speech on Thursday and then winning the Super Bowl against your former team on Sunday. And he might end up in the Hall of Fame for it. And he had this beautiful moment with his kids on the field after the game. Mm-hmm. That was daddy's last football game. That's it. No more. I'm going to be home with you guys. Okay? promise I'm gonna be a better dad I'm gonna be around more I'm gonna push the crap out of you boys <laughs> we're gonna have some fun that's nice well earned and you could hear it in his voice when Tom Brady was saying the same thing he's like I can't wait to be around you kids all the time now <laughs> I'm you gonna too, have a Giselle. great time around the house bleep bloop uh, I can't wait to be around that wife of mine all the time and you just never in his voice you could hear it it wasn't genuine. You hear it, Andrew. He was ready to move. It's authentic. He also got the mic drop moment at the parade where he called out the teams that said he was too old. At, oh. It's, it's like you get to do it's that. It's true. He, he, <laughs> like, kind of like Brady, uh, he's helped change the expectations of what a 40-year-old mm. 
tackle can do. They did sign Joe Noteboom. We mentioned it yesterday yes. on the show to, to replace him. A nice, a nice replacement. i got to find out who the oldest player in the league is now this. that, that we've shut it down. Well, Tom well, Brady. Other than that, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah that's, that's who deep. is number I mean, two? He's top. Whitworth was too. Yeah. Probably a kicker. Like a punt. Is, there a, is there a punter? What about uh, – there's got to be a punter out there. that is Reggie Roby. <laughs> no, not Reggie Roby, but I've got some. How about Nick Folk? How Seriously, that I mean, other I guess Elway <laughs> I and Strahan names out there. Are the <laughs> two guys? Oh, Nick Folk is thirty-six. I don't know what's no. up. Greg? I was just saying, Elway, Strahan are the two guys you think that like went out on top, but they didn't win Walter Payton Man of the Year two days before that. Oh, he won it this year? Yeah. He won it this year. Made the speech. <laughs> it was this we talked weekend. about his incredible speech, speech during our Super Bowl what week. Is this <laughs> no, I forgot. I don't know. But it's cool. It's cool that he won it. How about this? I don't know. Maybe that's not as high up on my personal like radar, like who won Walter Payton Man of the Year. I know it's important to the guys. That's cool, though. It's a good speech. <laughs> hey, speak- Justin Colkit, oh. 39. There he is. Hey. But you've also got a, a, a rash of individuals who are 39, but he's, it, it, are it both, was a punter. Are both Colquitts still around? You know, you know sure who's Greg. not still around with the Rams? Let's head to the – we know there's the kicker club. Well, let's head to the punter punch bowl mixer. Not as uh, exciting, uh, the, the punch bowl mixer. A uh, little old-fashioned, fuddy-duddy, you could call it. Uh, but it's it's got its niche, and it's a nice little gymnasium uh, where they – you know, the hoops, they they raise the hoops, mm. and then they, you know, they pull the bleach, bleachers back and open up the dance floor. And, you know, the punters and their friends and significant others, they have a nice time together. So Johnny, intimate. yeah, it's intimate. Johnny Hecker is no longer a member of the Rams, uh, which is, I mean, if you're not paying attention to the what's going on at the punter punchbowl mixer, this surprises you because Hecker has had an amazing career, and Bill Belichick once said he's godlike. I don't remember what he said, but he's very high in Hecker. one of the greatest punters of all time. One of the greatest punters of all time. Great passer, so a, a weapon in the in the uh, trick play game on fake punts. But his game had fallen off in recent years, and now we could see that the Rams uh, had decided to move on. So I imagine, um, Greg, that he'll have a robust market because he's Johnny Hecker, but the old Wessism, is he more name than game at this point? Yeah, I don't know. I think he'll get another job. I he's don't know only 32. Have a robust market. He was struggling. There, He was up and down in the playoffs, certainly, those games we were we were at. Uh, did not – had some bad punts in the Super Bowl, too, so – I don't think um, he had a great year, but he will be remembered fondly. He was the longest tenured Ram. Uh, my son has a number six jersey. It wasn't for Hecker. It was, he was just six years old when he got the jersey, but I'm a little annoyed. That's cool. Because uh, now it's It's been it's deemed nothing. irrelevant now. Well, it's a throwback it's, now. We could look at it that way. It's fair. Yeah. Only 32 years old. You would think, oh, he's 39, so he's falling off. But no, so maybe he's just in a little bit of a slump. Also, the largest punter you will ever see, we, we've been at Rams games at the old Coliseum, at SoFi, and when he walks by you, you're like, there is no way that's the punter. He looks like a linebacker. Well, he will look different than everyone else at that around that punch bowl. He's going to be a little yeah. look a little more intimidating. He's an alpha. He's got yeah. a great at arm mixer. too. Oh, that's true. And, he made a lot of big plays. But right, now, think... are you body shaming people for height because he's taller all of a sudden? <laughs> no, I'm saying it's he's a striking presence as a punter. Take based that, on punters. what? Based on what? Your body based on his physical body, right not because he's five foot two, right? <laughs> no, he's Mark's he, not happy. He's no, large. I'm just, I'm just saying. On him do before. you do you see how quickly you fell into the same trap? I don't quite. I know where you're going, but I don't totally. I know follow. where I've gone. <laughs> Sorry, Patrick. 
Why are you apologizing to me? I think I think uh, there's going to be a Bones Fossil and uh, Johnny Hecker reunion in Dallas. Oh, they, I think that's going to happen. They do need a oh, uh, good one. They do good need dot a, connect, bro. a punter. Uh, Brian Anger, one of the only punters in the history of the top 101, uh, is on there. Uh, Cowboys punter, maybe the best punter in the league last year out of nowhere. He's a free agent. One little tidbit. Yes. From behind the glass, Randy offered this. Jason Peters, age 40. He has Dustin okay. Colquitt beat by about, it looks like, a well, less than a year. Hang in there, Jason. You can do this. Got to find another I mean, job, wrapped, though. That we're not going to come back with any more updates. But that I was didn't nice, wanna, though. Randy yeah. came in. He absolutely did. And saved the day. Yeah. He's just passed Randy McMichael on the all-time NFL Randy power rankings. Bullock is next. Not a lot of competition there. <laughs> yeah, who we got? We got McMichael, Gregory. Bullock. Got Moss one. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> that was a bad job by me. Yeah. Chavez. I mean, that's it's going to take you a while. It's going to uh, take a while to I get mean, there. I mean, catching Randy Moss is going to be tough. But it Keep doesn't doing mean you what can. you're doing, though. Keep doing things like that. And in about 17 or 18 years, you'll be there. <laughs> yeah. It's about cumulative effort. Uh, yeah. Before we uh, take a break, it's time now for news and notes presented by Upwork, where you can build the team that will build your business. Learn more at Upwork. I'm giving the Jacksonville Jaguars the Upwork treatment because they've been insane uh, in terms of their moves. We, we talked about all the different uh, acquisitions yesterday as they essentially are looking to do a reboot and saying take two with uh, Trevor Lawrence after the abject disaster of Urban Meyer and the 2021 season. So anyway, uh, here's the update around the Jaguars. They released Miles Jack, uh, who was a big-time player for them once upon a time, uh, but has fallen off a bit, and now at 26 years old, he hits the open market. Uh, they also have uh, re-signed Terry Godwin, the wide receiver, but there was another move, I believe, Greg. Uh, you want to help me out with Zay this Jones. One? Zay Jones, yes, the aforementioned Zay Jones gets... Uh, a lot of money for a Raiders wide receiver had not done much. Did we talk about Zay Jones yesterday? I mean, you brought it up earlier just yeah. as a as a joke, but it was the most mystifying contract thus far, I would say, in free agency. Did we hey, did we bring up Zay Jones yesterday? No. It happened after. No, it happened, it happened last night. Okay, because I, I, was, I was at home when I saw the contract, and normally I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to say anything. It seemed LSD-based. I'll always remember where I was <laughs> in bed uh, watching some uh, – Great tennis action at Indian mm. Wells when I learned of the Zay Jones contract and thought it was a misprint. It was like, what? 20, 24 million for a guy who hadn't had a hundred yard game in about eighty plus games until late last year? It was very it was very strange. You love that event. I do. That I was, is you go every year. I was there I try to. I was there on Saturday and, and met up with our old friend, the gold standard. Oh, the gold standard. Zach Goldman. And wow. uh, yeah, if I could just sit and watch live tennis I would, all day, every day for like a week straight, that sounds like a fun. Week now, I know me. this is not Courts of Thunder, but since that <laughs> uh, Vanity podcast is in hiatus, I must ask you, were you Might be there? Back. Ooh, were you there for the uh, Naomi Osaka incident? No, I was. I, me and Walker went, so we just we left around 6 p.m. We did not uh, hit the night session. <sighs> so you were not the heckler. It was it was a long day in <laughs> hot weather. Good, good, good. All right, so the Jaguars very busy. Are they going to be better? I don't know, Claybond. Have they gotten better the last two days? I think the Jags have gotten better. Uh, was the expenditure worth it in terms of Zay Jones and, and Evan Ingram? I think the Ingram contract's fine. Um, the the Zay Jones one causes some questions, but spend the money. I, I don't care. It's not my money. P- people get really like 
about this. Oh, the, they need to manage the cap, and and you have to spend here. And I think there are a better football team, which is the goal. I like that they're trying to win games. Um, I think they could have spent the money more wisely, uh, but I do think they have improved. It's like the Patriots theory last year. It's like even if some of those signings didn't work out and some did, some didn't, they just needed players that could play. Mm-hmm. And the Jaguars certainly uh, were that. It's just their, their mix of receivers for Trevor Lawrence. For instance, TJ DJ Shark went to Detroit for one for 10. It's like, is, is Zay Jones an upgrade from DJ Shark? I don't, no. I don't think so. The, uh, the collection of players, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, and at running back, it's like Robinson and Etienne. I and mean, that's still a, a pretty poor uh, group overall. It's I would not say shockingly different if, than what they floundered amid a year ago. Well, Doug Peterson is studying the tape. Obviously, he wasn't there last year, and he's he made decisions on, on the wide receiver. You're counting on coach. Yeah, they, they wanted a reboot, and we'll see if it works. That was News and Notes presented by Upwork, the world's work marketplace. Learn more at Upwork.com. We'll take a break. Hopefully, you'll get one of those Patrick Claibon Kindrel ads because nobody reads a Kindrel ad like Claibon. Cross your fingers. We'll be right back. Uh, great job, Claibon. It was one of my favorites. <laughs> Just taking a shot. Awesome read there, Pat. I once heard uh, you, Dan, and... Daniel Jeremiah reading Kindrel ads back to back, which was mm. good because I was kind of not totally focused <laughs> on the first ad, and I caught some of what I missed the second time. Yeah, that's mission right. critical right there. That's right, how right. you do advertising, by the way. I demanded in my uh, my contract of zero point zero zero dollars for the ad reads uh, to do back to back ads to make sure that the message was getting through to the populace. You care about the consumer. I care about the advertiser. Them also. First and foremost. Let's talk the Jets, who are very busy. My goodness, I like everything they've done so far. The latest news, they signed safety Jordan Whitehead, formerly of the Bucks, to a two-year, $14.5 million contract. Uh, you know one thing um, that I always watch when you're studying you know, tweet decks up while you're you know, getting ready for the show? When a move like this happens and Jordan Whitehead goes to the Jets, and I see the beat writers like quote retweeting the sign like ouch oh this one's gonna hurt the bucks oh they're they're gonna this one pains them to see him get away i'm like yes one of the great like twitter moments when something like that happens so they absolutely uh needed to replace marcus may who's a free agent coming off an achilles tear and uh he'll join ashton davis at safety as it stands it could be in the business to add another safety we'll see um so that's a nice signing they also add to their offense uh we talked about out. Um, they um, they made some moves yesterday. C.J. Ozama, formerly of the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, joins the Jets on a three-year, $24 million contract. There it is again, that eight or nine million. A lot of these tight ends getting that. The, the tag was right around 10. So I liked what we saw from Ozama last year. And the Jets have been in desperate need of somebody who can catch the ball and make plays uh, at tight end. So that addresses that need on some level. Uh, they also uh, re-signed Braxton Berrios, which I think we hit on, Tevin Coleman uh, as well. So the Jets have been very busy, not making huge splash moves, Greg, but making moves that are addressing, a, like Jacksonville, a roster that is barren, but I just like the way they're going about it uh, with Joe Douglas right now. I like Jordan Whitehead. He improved every season, basically didn't miss a snap the last three years. I think if you just watch those two playoff games this year, it's a small sample. 
he was probably the best player in their secondary in those two games. Made a lot of big plays, good tackler. I th- they were in on Marcus Williams, and Marcus Williams would have been nice. Whitehead's a very different player. More, you know, he's got to make more plays against the run. But for the money, I think it it makes sense. I think it worked out well. They they just need to add quality starters. Uzama, big locker room guy too. Bengals, you hear Bengals that with a lot Maybe of not moves. a huge playmaker. And Barrios too. And DJ Reed, a uh, cornerback of the Seahawks, oh, signs three years, thirty-three million Reed. as well. So I listen. This time it's different. Maybe this year's different. That DJ Reed. <laughs> Maybe can- this year will be better than the last. Well, it can't be a whole lot worse. Salah knows how to coach up the secondary individuals, so I like the. Uh, the vibe. Right. He was there when DJ Reed was drafted, I believe, by the 49ers. Made very little impact as like a fifth-round pick there. Then went to Seattle and was awesome. That's one of those things. If he was a first-round pick and he put together the year and a half that he just put together, and, and he's not a tall guy. He might be like 5'9 or something. Like He would have gotten double the money just based off draft pedigree. He was great for Seattle uh, the last year and a half. You just, I mean, just love averages at a certain point. They're going to hit on a mix of players that makes them relevant again. But, uh, I, I mean, the, listen, the Zach Wilson thing cannot be understated. He needs to take a significant step forward. So I would think that their next move, whether it's the draft or maybe an Allen Robinson, you got to add more around the kid. But we're very close to me feeling legitimately spicy. About Offensive line, new red zone target, draft brings wide receivers. I mean, it's never a great sign as a fan base when you're leaning hard into the law of averages will bring us back around. But you're, you know, you're not Listen, wrong. Eventually, it's, yeah. it's going to work. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals were three <laughs> plays away from winning the Super Bowl this year. Anything's possible. Uh, we mentioned, here's the lines. You mentioned DJ Shark. He goes from the Jags to Detroit on a one-year $10 million contract. Obviously, they need to build uh, more playmakers out around Jared Goff to give them a chance on offense. I'm not saying Shark is the answer, but he's had his moments. They also add uh, to their defense, Charles Harris, um, the former first-round pick, uh, is re-signed to a two-year, $14 million contract. He had a nice season for them last year, a career-high seven and a half sacks, 10 tackles for loss. So they say we're keeping that guy in our building. In nice, a, nice move. Uh, all right. In other Midwestern news, uh, the Bears have lost. James Daniels, the guard, has signed with the Steelers on a three-year, $26.5 million pact. So uh, a day after um, Mitch Trubisky signs with Pittsburgh, they add to their offensive line. They also agreed to terms with center Mason Cole, formerly of the Vikings, on a three-year deal. And, Patrick, uh, it goes without saying that Ben Roethlisberger was shot uh, last year and maybe in the last two years, but it didn't do him any favors that the offensive line was well below average, so they are addressing that. They have addressed quarterback. We'll see if these guys can play the guitar. And it seems like an admission that the the much-discussed <laughs> – nice air guitar there. Thank you. The, mu- the much-discussed t- – uh, offensive line overhaul of 2021 did not go as planned. No. Uh, no. All, all that Najee accomplished, he did uh, in the face of tremendous adversity. Right. And, um, and so you like to see it. You, you, you like to see teams that admit that, hey, this did not work out. The plan did not work out. The players did not work out. And uh, we're, we're coming at it. It reminds different me angle. of the Bengals a little bit. Yep. You know. Yeah. And I like I like what Pittsburgh did. I mean, they've added three offensive line. James Daniels got a decent amount of money. He was he was solid for the Bears, a young player who's played a lot. They also signed Mason Cole. I think you mentioned they, they just needed upgrades. I, I was talking with with our guy, Nate Tice, about this. This is where. 
I, I do think it makes sense. Like, what's the difference between these guys and a Lake and Tomlinson who got top shelf money? Um, or, or some of the guys that got huge dollars. I like what the Giants have done. They added John Feliciano from Buffalo. Uh, and who else did they add? I'm forgetting right now. Uh, another guard. Uh, right. Who who can play? Who's like the difference in these guards feels like it's not a huge amount if you can coach them up uh, between like the middle to lower guys. You just need guys. The Giants didn't have guys. The, the Steelers didn't have guys. They got some guys. In other news, trade alert, spicy, spicy sizzler. You got, I think this is Wes's boy, somebody's boy, Chase uh, I Winovich. Think we all, all like this guy. Was, this he a, did, we did, he yeah. did fall hard for Chase, yeah. but I was into him too, that preseason where he like dominated. The, Bra- the Browns have acquired linebacker Chase Winovich from the Patriots in exchange for linebacker Mac Wilson. Uh, so uh, there you go, a little linebacker for linebacker swap. You get a... Uh, handsome, fair-haired Winovich, uh, and I know that means a lot to you, Mark. Winovich, thank you for what saying a- that. Eleven sacks and nine, nineteen and twenty, and then he, you know, wasn't used the same way. They don't have Jadavian Clowney, they don't have Tack McKinley, and so they they're looking for pass rushing help, and I think that they're not done on that front. Mac Wilson is from Alabama, very hard working player who I think has. Wes and I also talked about Mac Wilson because there'd be moments where you could see it, and then it would go away. And so I think he will actually oh, yeah. fit well with the Patriots. Winovich, I don't understand. He always seemed like he was a really good pass rusher, and he was always on Bill Belichick's uh, bad list. Well, maybe he's a like malcontent. He just, he, I, I kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, they would be honking reading... a little bit. But I don't know why. It's oh. like they needed a pass rusher. They never played him. I was reading some like uh, tweet replies to one of the, the Pats beat reporters uh, when they announced it, and apparently he – he kind of got on the bad side of some people by being way out front, like doing a ton of commercials and off the field ventures. Who which cares? I, I'm not saying like the Patriots. That's, that's the problem. I'm not saying that's, yeah. that's why he got on Belichick's bad side. It but wouldn't surprise I'm just connecting me. some dots. Right. Like, you know, why would people, like you and your why people on Twitter care about that? Right. It's like, it's like oh, yeah, get him out of here. He likes to do commercials and make money on the side. So dumb. Well, right. Because don't you think <laughs> Patriots fans have become like so indoctrinated? They're such Belichickites. So like we also don't agree with that culture. Sure. Don't promote we, yourself. We've got to bury this thing that, like, the Patriot way is to be a certain way and have, like, it's it's to Who's execute way? and have <laughs> and, and and have good players. But they do have their they do have their types. I mean, their their free agency has been almost comical. They bring back Matthew Slater, who you always got to bring back. Uh, one of the great special teamers. I think he's sixty three now. But James it, White know. brought him back. <laughs> Nick Folk brought him back. Kirk Ferentz's son brought him back. It's just like a bunch of guys that Belichick likes to have They're around. Ryan Hoyer. <laughs> They're gonna learn this eventually. Ryan Hoyer. But here's the dirty little secret: like the Patriot way worked because Tom Brady was yeah. the quarterback, and and Tom is and on TV stuff. every and they, second. And they change, you know. They did they did make the playoffs last year He's here with a rookie roles. quarterback. That's hard to do. Uh, Tom Brady, by the way, um, you know, famously unretired yesterday or Sunday. Yep. You remember? That. Are we cycling back into yesterday's we, news items? We are because I have I have something uh, to mention about. It. I forgot earlier and. It was brought up, I, I've heard from some listeners today, on, on Tuesday's First Things First, hosted by Nick Wright, who I'm a, I'm a fan of. Okay. And, uh, and I got brought up on, apparently, as part of this oh, show. Oh, no, really? Come on. Oh, no, I know. The, but the you idea to, that he was bullied you gotta subscribe to by more Greg Rosenthal. Boston media. <laughs> 
That was talking about Tom Brady. Wait, um, can you play that again? It, it was talking about how wait, Tom wait, Brady's dad. I just want to hear it again. I liked dad, how he said your name. Tom Brady's dad uh, essentially was saying that Tom Brady got bullied into retiring by the media. That like the media was reporting this stuff, and so then he he literally said that he was bullied into retiring. Let's by play the media. that again. Come on. Oh, no, I know. The, but the you idea to, that he was bullied you subscribe to by more Greg Rosenthal. Boston media. <laughs> <laughs> you are a bully. Nick was like, bully. who is like the least um, intimidating member of the NFL media Why would I could it, possibly wait, were you, were you, think of? Were you linked into Boston media there? Is that, the, is that what happened? No, I think, I think he was just trying to Boston say, media, like, you know, that the media was reporting this, and he was just using me as a as a as a – person who could represent any and all uh, NFL media. Those, I feel like also, there would have to be some more connection than he that. He also threw in Ian Rappaport well, and that Tom one too. You got that early, one too. I didn't yeah. want to give them credit. Later on, he also <laughs> did that. Oh, my half a billionaire, one of the world's most famous people's son, greatest football player ever, got bullied by Ian Rappaport. You won't imagine how hard it was for him. He didn't want to retire, but Tom Pelissaro released the report and he had no choice. Get out of here. What are these idiots talking about? Pelissaro takes two sabers to the neck on that. Yeah, he didn't get the the pronunciation right. What the hell are they talking about? Because the father is saying that like the concept that Tom Brady would be cajoled to unretire because media, nobody's, the way he's sort of saying their names is that they're they're not of ill repute. was so, um, you know, intimidated or, or pushed into retiring because all these places okay. were reporting it. Not that I was. It is a preposterous it. idea. We literally yes, have celebrated the man's birthday on air every well, single well, year. Also, we would... breathlessly report every venture he undertakes, including movies, commercials. It's nonstop. Nobody has any power over Tom Brady. Would, why would Tom Brady's dad like? <laughs> I, Even I, Giselle, I also think fair. it's nonsense. But why would Tom Brady's dad cook that up out of thin air and that tell was, a radio station that, that was aggressive by Claybon there? That was like a, yeah. a Cesslerian right there right. why would Tom Brady's dad just cook that up out of thin air I I'm not saying I believe it the whole thing is confusing to me just, and why, I just why I feel even like I need it, to though? He, maybe Tom Brady's dad's the one who's you love know. you Tom I love Tom Brady <laughs> love you bro Giselle I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you every day every hour every week I mean we were on that beat every year the minute it was announced that he was he didn't even miss an OTA practice he never even filed the paperwork yeah, but the minute you saw that, what a month it, it was that beach photo. You knew that was not working. He was so worried about the buck. And first of all, he realized he couldn't get out of there. And then he was so worried that they could have any sort of competitive disadvantage in terms of not keeping these guys, that his boys were about to leave, Ryan Jensen, and he couldn't make signings, that he had to get it done quick. Uh, since we're bringing up the Patriots, let's just t- touch on two other moves they made. They re-sign uh, Nick Folk to a two-year, $5 million contract. He's been a... Uh, uh, a real steady guy. He's 37 years old, Mark. I know you were really hankering for that uh, age d- data on Folk. He's he's going to turn 38 in November. So mm. that's that's for you. Thank uh, you. He's he been, looks he looks great for his age. He's been very, he's been very good for the Pats. He's a journeyman of all journeymen. And then James White, former Super Bowl hero, uh, resigns a uh, two-year, five million dollar contract. So he ain't going nowhere. And he. Uh, We'll uh, continue to share a backfield with Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson. Oh, now I'm remembering. I was kind of an annoying fantasy backfield last year. For you, yes. Yeah. You had Damian Harris. But Damian, yeah, he, he stepped up in fantasy playoffs. That guy's a player. He's the best player in that backfield. Just hold on to the I ball. like Stevenson. Well, I think he's going to become a they, bigger Well, there factor. were waves. Last season yeah. was funny. If you were tracking that backfield closely, it was like 
Damian Harris season. Everyone's like, this guy's unbelievable. And then he got hurt, and Ramondre Stevenson had like a 130-yard game. He's like, this is the true stud of this backfield. Oh, yeah. And then Damian Harris, is by the end of the season, is scoring four touchdowns a week in the regular season. It was like, okay. Then, like, Brandon Bolden comes in and, you know, Brandon spoils Bolden's your Sunday. Brandon Bolden's season is here. Yeah. I think the the fantasy issue with the Patriots backfield is more how the Patriots handle injuries uh, than the actual. This is the host, by the way, of NFL (laughs) Fantasy Live on NFL Network. So do you want to get in? I know what they're doing with the network coverage this week. It's like, oh, we're going to throw it to Adam Rank. Uh, Here we go. Let's get the whole crew in there. Michael F. Florio. Get Florio in the mix. Uh, How about Patrick Claybon now? Give us a little fantasy spin. What's That's it. That, 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 that's the Not just Pats. Is there any, it's also my job anything. to just throw it to those guys and then them do it. I just think because people think that there's some, oh, it's the team and it's Belichick. We never know how they're – we don't know because, like, mm. we just don't know who's going to play. They need, they need find another – later. Yeah, this guy had a torn face for the whole season. They need another receiver. A I torn face. I hope that's where that Shake Matt <laughs> Mason money's going, Shaq Mason. Now, next time Marcus Grant's saying to you, like, no, man, you're just the host. Don't say anything. No, I, Send yeah, him the footage of you saying he has a torn face. Right. That's it. Well, we didn't have that information. That's new information. Face. Hey, Taurus, face. The whole thing. It's face off. Taurus, face off. Face off. Which I'm sure the, the box office numbers for face off. Much better. Very good. Better than Dave? Yeah, maybe. I would, I would, I would guarantee it. Well, now we're moving the goalposts. Two hundred forty-five million. Yeah, I mean, it was a massive hit. We're moving the goalposts now. Right. It went from Dave was a bomb to now it has to beat Face Off, which was peak. No, uh, Travolta Cage. I never said it. I never said it. Dave was a a wonderful surprise for the studio. I think surprise hit for the studio. Yeah. Middling Travolta, Broken Uh, Arrow, uh, ninety six got a hundred fifty million. Hey, why don't they make movies for that like that anymore? It's like who is this guy for adults? You know, uh, it's like. Uh, maybe I don't want to watch superheroes. Just like a mid-budget movie. Like, I like this guy. <laughs> this, this guy, guy. exists. Uh, all right. Uh, let's finish this up. It's time to go. Uh, Please. I tried to bang out that Patriots news for you before, but, you know, I think we're good. No, Any, we're good. Anything else is borderline. Uh, the 49ers have signed cornerback uh, Charvarius Ward, formerly of the Chiefs, three years, $42 million. Uh, so that's a nice signing for the Nainers, right? It's one of those guys that it's every time you watch him, like, wow, oh, this guy seems really good. And then PFF grades him really highly, and yet no one ever kind of mentioned him as mm. one of the better cornerbacks Tough in the sitch. league. And but NFL teams know they they watched it and they paid him like one of the better cornerbacks. They have a young the secondary. Emmanuel Mosley, twenty five. Ambry Thomas, who was you know very hot and cold last year, but again, I trust that defense to coach those guys up. How old is that, that system? Guy? Ambry Thomas was a third rounder a year contract. ago, so he's probably you're 22, our, you're 23. You're reporter on today's I know, episode. but I'm looking. I have been. Spe- I did a lot of my research on the oldest players. Now you're asking me about someone on the yeah. other end. I didn't know like, sure. if you have all bases coverage in the age game right now, but I will I'm find out for more. you. I'll find out for you while you discuss the next thing you discuss. All right, we got one more thing to discuss, and uh, we took a trip to the local uh, high school gymnasium, uh, the Puncher Punch Club, uh, Punch Bowl Mixer. Now we're going to go to the kicker club. Oh, this is where the cool people hang out. This is the this is the buzzy. This is the get behind the velvet ropes. Join us. Cuz you know who's popping bottles? Young way cool. cool. <laughs> 5 years. Kickers don't get 5 years. 24.25 million dollars 
11 and a half guaranteed. You know what's better than a million dollars? A billion dollars. That's what Justin Tucker gets on his next deal. But Koo will take this. Locked up through his age 32 season. Second highest paid kicker in the league. Trailing only the aforementioned Justin Tucker, who's making five and it should be ten. And I'm literally not joking. That's how valuable he is to his team. And he is a one of one. Wait, Justin Tucker only makes only makes five million dollars a year. Five million. That seems yep. absurd to me. Mm-hmm. Seems like an opportunity to exploit. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a little crazy. If you if you really think of it, no offense to Foley Fatukasi, who I liked a lot, uh, but the fact that uh, Fatukasi is making double that's what Tucker what I'm makes, saying that's that, pretty crazy. That's, it's unjust. Tucker is a guy who actually creates points with his feet. And he does it at a at a level that we've never seen before. All right. Anyway, he needs to hold out and change. You know, do change it. Change the game. He needs to be like Le'Veon Bell for running backs, except more effective uh, in terms of changing the market. You know how Le'Veon yeah, Bell said he was doing it for the running backs. Tucker's just got to sit out until he gets more money. He should hire. Um, Doesn't it matter. was the unselfish nature of that Le'Veon Bell holdout that always <laughs> stood. You know, that stuck with me the most. Like, uh, he should hire like uh, Odell's dad. And put together just like a clip of all the other kickers in Ravens history sucking. Left. Like Matt Stover right. pushing I mean, one right. Matt Stover was, was an excellent kicker, by the way, for oh, about 15 oh, years. Oh, sorry. Well, no. I mean, that, was, not cross that was the last Cleveland Browns Sussless kicker Sussless before, they, before well, they moved. So well, oh, well, legendary figure, obviously. It's been he a fine was a very tradition. solid kicker. been an excellent tradition, Ravens but, kickers. Ambry Thomas, by the way, 22 years old. Listen to this factoid. Boy, not, born on 9 9 99. Oh, there it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Matt Stover's 54, by the way. Makes sense. He was kicking in the 90s and, you know, early aughts. Patriots will have him in for a tryout later. Anyway, Koo was awesome last year, 87 or 94. Um, 87, 94 in the past three years. And uh, makes all his extra points. 13 of 14 from 50 plus. So he well, is. When we watched how he did deal. his business up close, five feet away, we were standing on the sidelines right next to Koo. In London, right. In London. And we were impressed at the intensity and uh, the, how seriously he took his job. Not really like we wouldn't think it, but mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a raging intensity throughout the game. Also converted multiple onside kicks in the dead ball onside kick Ooh, era as true. well. He's right. Shout out to Coop. Versatile. Strong guy, too. You know. That lifts weights. Oh, yeah. Uh, very thick in the legs. He actually, he does the thing where he cuts the bottom of the pants. To, he needs those thighs to breathe. Nice move. <laughs> you like only that. get that insight when you are down on the field. Right, like we that's were. good. Literally once. Good we, note. We wish you were there, Mark. Uh, it should be said that Mark, due to health uh, issues, was not able to join us in London. Wasn't the same without you. And we understand uh, bringing up Young Way Koo's thighs gives you a little FOMO, and uh, I apologize. It gives me motivation to get back to London or at least to a Falcons game. Fair enough. Patrick, you've said it all. Thanks. You've come here, and um, <laughs> this is a big show to be on. I mean, we don't just hand out the golden ticket to be on the uh, legal tampering period episode unless we know the guy has the goods. Patrick was on last year's free agency frenzy. That tells you everything. I said, hot damn. <laughs> Just stacking it's good wins research over here. by the Gravedigger, too. Hey, Gravedigger. Yeah, know that. And another really strong episode from you. I mean, there's just no other way around it. Thanks. And, uh, you know, life is good on a beach during the biggest week of the offseason. But what's more fulfilling? Being behind the glass. 
certainly maybe smarter from a career standpoint. I'll leave it there. Let's see. The, the top 10 free agents available. Tron Arbstead at number one on Greg's list, still out there. Von Miller, number three, Cowboys still out sniffing there. sniffing around, supposedly. We'll see. Uh, Von Miller like has, a, I, I believe, a ranch in outside of Dallas mm-hmm. or in Texas. I'm trying to figure out sure your list here. It goes from one to three. So they're they, just pulling it out. They're and then... taking players that were signed and putting them at the bottom. So Chandler <sighs> Jones, five, out of the original okay, ranking. I kind of like it because you see where their original ranking is. Okay, so... Tehran, number one, Von Miller, three, Chandler Jones. A little surprised he has not uh, found a team yet, but it's still early. A lot of people were doing work uh, for his agent uh, over the buildup to the start of free agency. But generally, when a player doesn't sign now through, what is it, 36 hours almost, it's a sign that that was uh, some phony stuff. Mm. If he had the money that he wanted, he would have signed by now. Not that he's not going to get a great deal, but he's not getting the deal that was expected and maybe people were promising. Honey Badger is out there at six. Allen Robinson out there. He was eight on Greg's oh, list. Yeah. Uh, that's the top 10 remaining players. Uh, also notable players in the top 20. Odell, that feels like it's going to happen with the Rams, but we don't know. Stefan Gilmore, Dwayne Brown, Winston, Wagner, Clowney, so Darius Smith and Calais Campbell. Some some Gilmore to the Jets talk. It feels like the Jets are in a lot of these, just like being involved in the negotiations, so you don't know how serious uh, it is, but some Gilmore Jets chatter. Also, I, I, I noted... I believe Rich Samini said that that is not a target mm, for the Jets, but... I noted that uh, Jordan Whitehead is a cousin of Darrell Revis. So how about that? Oh, Okay. Enough time has passed where my frustration and anger towards Darrell's second time with the Jets has passed, and I Good. I want him to be a part of the Jets family forever, so I'm happy to hear that. That's, That's a, very nice of you. Yeah, yes, it's a big step to you. allow Darrell Rivas access to the... Well, I mean, listen. He's, I mean, he literally stole from them. Most but people, you know. <laughs> it takes two. <laughs> Why aren't you more mad at the franchise? Right. Hey, Plus, he I, stole. I think, he didn't. He didn't work hard. Like flags five forever. I think people think of him as a patriot. You know what an important <laughs> oh. uh, part of the 2014 season he was. He really was. Worst of both. Really worlds. was. Um, <laughs> you're a bad guy. Um, <laughs> all right. So we'll be back again tomorrow for the official New Year. Uh, and then maybe Thursday. Let's see. We'll see if we do a let's, Thursday yeah, show. Let's cool our jets on. Yeah. Make it, like, it definitely on slowed down again. We managed to stretch it into well over an hour anyways, but it did slow down today. Right. Uh, depending on how things play out. But uh, we'll probably have two more shows this week and then the around the NFL broadcast to close things out on Friday on NFL Network. Uh, Might have two. I don't right. like the way you probably will. Like probably again. You're, might. Listen, you're invited to sit a show out. Um, Mark, I'm more it's concerned about like let's let's be as relevant as possible. Well, that's you know sometimes less is more is what you're saying. If if there's less information, there's to, always to the, give we, to people. another option. We could just change around the days we do it, let it build up a little, tape it right. quickie on Friday after the TV show. I mean, that would delay your Saturday hammer. We'd drop a Saturday no, hammer just to keep people on their idea. toes. <laughs> what if we just do 15 minute episodes seven days a week? I'm not. I'm verbally not responding at this point. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Thank you again, Patrick. Thank you, guys. Where can we find you? Uh, Twitter.com/slash Patrick Claybon. There he is. Patrick thought oh, he was no. going to get out of here about 52 minutes ago. NFL Now on Friday, yeah. 1 there p.m. Eastern, right here on NFL Network. All right, check out Patrick. Check out us, and remember, heed the call. <laughs> 